NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia. Boosted from, from boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. WinBet is what you need to win. Bet $100. Get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Start winning today. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party, April 1st, 7.30 p.m. SGP will be in the Ice House in Los Angeles, so come hang out with the crew. All the info is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse. I'm just about that action, boss. Back with another edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. And we're having part two of our mock first round NFL mock draft. So, you know, I got my guy, Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, what's going on? Scott. It's a lot easier if you're not on mute. So we yeah, can I, I realized that. I didn't even remember <laughs> muting myself. But either way, uh, feels good to be back. I got to pull up the mock draft to remember who the hell we took uh, in the first part. But definitely looking forward to going through the rest of it. There have been a couple of moves made by teams over the past week, so we might mention a couple of them, or at least we'll mention them in passing as we talk about some teams and what they might do with their picks. But looking forward to it. Should be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm not wasting any time. I'm trying to get right back where we left off. And we left off at the 17th overall pick. The Pittsburgh Steelers on the clock. And I'll kick us off. I'll kick it off for us. Well, by the way, just as before we get into the Steelers, do you want to briefly just run through the order that we had in the first part or just save that for people that actually click back and listen to the first part? No, no, no. That's for the people that click. Okay. You can't listen. To, why are you listening to part two and you didn't listen to part one? Like, what? No, that's no, fair. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, because some nah, people nah, might nah. be screaming. It, How do you have this guy not going? It's like because we had him picked five picks ago. And yeah, no, no. If they feel that they got to go back and watch, listen to part two. That way we get the additional listen as well. So yeah, no, go back and listen to part one if you need to hear that. We're on part two. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I, 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 I think it's poetic justice. I really do. So I have them taking a wide receiver. There's still a – I don't even think I had – no, I haven't had a wide receiver go yet, so I didn't have one go in the first Well, we, we both agreed on uh, Johnston going to – Oh, yeah, yeah, Johnston. Yeah, we had we did have one, Johnston. Okay, so one we wide him receiver going, going. I had Smith and Jigba going to Green Bay at 15. You did not, but you thought No, about I had uh, Michael Mayer. I took yeah, but you thought about it after we talked about how it would be kind of funny if once Rodgers leaves, they would just draft. Yeah, a wide they receiver. they would but. go get a wide receiver. But I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick with my guns. I'm gonna stick with what my mock draft said to me, and mine said here that you have Kenny Pickett, you have a quarterback. Now you gotta go get him his guy. You gotta go get him his guy, and why not somebody that he played ball with? In college, so I have Jordan Addison, USC, going at 17. 
Smithlin Jigma still on the board. He's falling for me. He's still on the board. But I am going Addison at at 17 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is the wide receiver that they need. Compliment Deontay Johnson and really just help get them to prepare to move on from Deontay Johnson because I don't think that they're going to stick with Deontay Johnson for the foreseeable long-term future. So this is their guy, young wide receiver, good with pickings as well. They get Kenny Pickett another weapon. So Jordan Addison, I thought that was poetic justice there. Yeah, I got the same guy. I got Addison going to Pittsburgh. It's a little bit different because I already have Smith and Jigba off the board. So Mm -hmm. he's my best wide receiver left. But I think it makes a lot of sense for Pittsburgh. Uh, You mentioned the connection between him and Pickett. Do I think Pickett's good? No, but I think Pittsburgh's going to stick with him anyway. He had moments last year, mostly clutch fourth quarters. I find it kind of a weird way to measure a quarterback success because if you're horrible for three quarters, but you're good for the last quarter, does that make you decent? That's kind of the argument Steelers fans are making on behalf of Pickett. I don't think he's very good, but it seems like they're going to move forward with him. And with that being the case, I do think getting him a familiar security blanket makes a lot of sense. You mentioned Deontay. I'm assuming they're going to let him walk because he's going to want wide receiver one money, probably. He's worth nowhere near that, but I think he's going to want to get paid. Pittsburgh will want to spend their money elsewhere. I'm with you. I got Addison here. It does feel like a pretty solid option when you know Pickett's going to be asking the front office to get him. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I, I mean, I just... You know, the defense, you always they always find ways to replenish the defense. I did think of defense here, and I think there's still a possibility, but because they always find ways to replenish. But it just felt like we got to buy into the offensive side of ball at some mm-hmm. point, and the best tackles already went. I Now, we didn't do any trades in our mock draft, but I do, you know, some of these picks that I have, and especially going forward, are players probably I have falling in my draft, but really teams I think that will trade up and go get those guys. Uh, a a team to always monitor trading up is Buffalo. They seem to yeah. always be aggressive in the first round. Pittsburgh yeah. has also not been afraid and to make some moves. So Buffalo, what, the funny thing that you said that Buffalo is the team that where here I have a very popular player going to Buffalo. We'll talk about them later. And he's sliding in my draft. But I actually think that Buffalo is going to go up to go get them on draft day. So if they always trade do, up. Yeah. So if you want to do like a uh, – exacta where you have this player going to this team and it doesn't matter where it happens in the draft. I think that's something that I'd have for a couple of players, but all right, we both had Addison going to the Steelers. I'll let you kick things off with number 18 for the Detroit lions and go right, ahead. You so, can, matter of fact, for the people, you can even recap the lions earlier pick. Cause they already had a pick this draft. Yeah. I'm glad I have your permission. Uh, so I got them taking Witherspoon <laughs> uh, with their first pick here. I think they're going to go defense because no matter what you want to say about Jared Goff and how bad he's looked at times, the offense was good last year. And the problem was the defense was atrocious, and that's why this team didn't make the playoffs. So I do think that the Lions will go pretty heavy on defense early on, probably throughout the draft. But I have Witherspoon going sixth, so I have them addressing the secondary. Now I think they'll go defensive line here. They already have a very good rookie, and we know that we know that he's – Really, really good. Aiden Hutchinson had a very good rookie year. But I do think they could get a little bit younger at other defensive line positions and improve the depth. So I got them taking Cansey from Pittsburgh. I think he's a solid defensive lineman. He's versatile, he's athletic, and I think that he would, would be a good option to potentially help out the run defense. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Cansey. You can make an argument for any defensive lineman you want, but I do expect Detroit to go heavy on interior or just defensive line and offensive line and even some of the secondary pieces. But mm-hmm. we know Dan Campbell... 
bite kneecaps, be physical. I think he's going to want to improve the trenches. I'm going to go with Cansey there with the Lions' second first-round pick. Well, I already defense. had them. Yeah, I, I have defense here. I already had them for defense the first time around with Tyree Wilson on the defensive end. Do they need to improve the offense, though? Because they drafted a star-wide receiver who barely played last year, and he's supposed to be healthy. No, I think, offensively, I think offensively, Detroit looks pretty – I mean mm-hmm. – you, I feel like in the NFL, you always can be better on the offensive line. I feel like no matter what you look at your offensive yeah. line, you're like, okay, we could be better. But like, I think Sewell's a guy though. They already yeah, have, yeah, yeah. And I'm there. like, they they've got it. So offense, I'm not even really worried. I think that they'll feel good with some deaf pieces later in the draft or offense. But Joey Porter Jr., cornerback to the Detroit Lions. And, I mean, you talked about him to the Raiders, and I really liked your angle for the Raiders. I, but who I did you have? Mad. You you had them taking the defensive lineman Wilson with the first first first, first round pick? No, yeah, Wilson. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you already, so you already had double them going defensive line. We just flipped yeah, it, Yeah, it's double Ds around here. They're yeah. going double Ds in the first round. So uh, now Joey Porter Jr., really physical, really good uh, corner. Feels like, you know, one of those guys that uh, – What's my what's my guy's name? Aaron. Um, dang, what's the defensive coordinator for Aaron Glenn? Aaron Glenn. I, it just feels like Joey Porter is one of those guys. He'd love to coach up in that defense and and get them ready to go. So I picked Joey Porter falling down to 18. He goes to the Detroit Lions and they fortify that cornerback position. So I had them taking a corner. I just didn't want them to take one early because last time they took one early, it still hasn't panned out the way they want it. Yeah. Uh, it feels a little bit weird that Akuda didn't work out because I actually liked him in college a lot, but that didn't uh-huh. work out, unfortunately. And then he also got injured at the end of last year, which isn't exactly yep. ideal. But yeah, we both have the same thought process. We just went in a different order. I yeah, went cornerback first, then defensive line. You went defensive line, then corner. So, All right, pick number 19 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And... I'm going to disclose this about Tampa. They need help everywhere. Yes. So I have no idea. Which is crazy do. because you go from a Super Bowl winning the team. Super Bowl yeah. to returning all 22 starters of the Super Bowl team and underachieving, similar to North Carolina. And now you need everything, similar to North Carolina again. I'm sorry. I'm really still sick about the Tar Heels right now. But Baycott's going to be so good in China in like three, four years. Oh, so I... I, I think that North Carolina should really put together a TBT league, like a TBT team. They I really feel should. like they would run. They would run the TBT if they put together a TBT I'm team. Trying to think of who would be on that team. Your backcourt be like Joel Berry and Marcus Page. Like yes, and uh, oh my god, they would run. I miss the Marcus TBT. Page. Like it would be like Bayheim's army, like on crack. They would run. I, I think Wal- that's why Williams they don't army? have a team. You want Williams huh? army out there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Williams Army. That'd be no, they would run the TBT. All right, enough talking about TBT. I chose Cansey. So just to pick later than you, I chose Cansey going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because again, I mean, I really don't know what to say. They need help everywhere. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, if you want to talk about which team should consider trading down the most, it probably is Tampa. Just they so you can, they can get more picks. I mean, you Mayfield is your starter. It's no way. It's no this, way Mayfield starts as the quarterback for Tampa. The point no is they way. brought him in, so it's either him or Kyle Trask or any of these other guys you don't know much about. So the point is, it's bleak. The we probably have this all wrong. Bleak. We probably have this all wrong. They probably trade instead of trading back. They trade like there's no way you. If you are 
Todd Bowles, and this is your second second stint as a head coach. You cannot walk into the season with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask as your quarterbacks. You cannot, absolutely cannot. The only problem is we mentioned they could trade up in theory for a quarterback, but I don't see many options. I, I really think Mayfield might be a stopgap quarterback for this team. That's how bad things are, and they're going to have to shed a bunch of cap because they handed. overpaid everybody after the Super Bowl to keep everyone around. And Brady, the, the most round. underrated aspect of his NFL career was the amount of pay cuts he would take. He would take yeah. a lot of money off to help the other players get paid and keep his good roster around him, but that's not around. That's not a, the case anymore. So I, I don't know what Tampa's going to do. Tampa's screwed if you want the short answer. But for the sake of the draft, I basically just picked Michael Meyer, just because I figured he's a security blanket. He's a good tight mm-hmm. end. They do have Kate Otten, and I actually like Otten as a as a tight end, but. Meyer, I think, is just the most talented player left on the board, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. he did win the best tight end award there in And I college. think Bray is gone. I think Bray is gone. Why I'm do saying, I feel like Bray is Bray gone? Bray hasn't exactly been a big piece. It seemed like Otten kind of took over most of the responsibility as the season went on. At least based on snap percentage. Otten played all the time. But you could argue that they could use another tight end. Meyer's a big body. He's a red zone threat. You still have a good receiving core. Maybe a build on that, but... I feel like we're both going to get Tampa dead wrong because they can take anybody and I would not be surprised because this team stinks. And they're yeah. also really, really old. They need to get younger I, in a lot of positions. If you, I, I like your angle of taking a skill position player and then coming back and just taking a chance on one of these second, these day two quarterbacks. Can I see them uh, taking Hooker, like a Tanner McKee out of Stanford? Tanner sure, McKee. Hendon Hooker, like you have to at least try. You cannot go into your season. He's older because he's going to be mature, but the issue is he's off the serious injury. So yeah, I can't see Hooker. Anything, anything else out of this draft is better than walking into the season with Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. You can't. But I don't think they can address the quarterback with this specific pick unless they either trade up or they look at the second round. Because right now, well, there's really I no still great quarterbacks a, left. I still actually have a quarterback on the board, and I just didn't think that he was going to be... Well, when you say the on the fit. board, do you mean, do you have him going at any point in the first round? Do you see the person? Yes, I do. I actually am about to talk about him right now. Did because... you mention Richardson yet? No, I have not. Okay. <laughs> I told you I had him sliding, because I just feel like this is the status quo with the prototypical Richardson-type quarterback. They always talk this guy up during the combine, during the pre-draft. They say all these good things about him, and then next thing we know, we watch, we're watch. we watching this kid on draft day sink into his chair because pick after pick after pick goes, and he keeps sliding. So, By the way, for the record, I think Richardson to Tampa – I think Tampa would be the furthest that Richardson slides because you have the Florida connection there. Yeah, and I, and I thought about putting him there. I ultimately decided against it, but I, I really did think about putting him there, and I probably should have, but either way – I have him going the very next pick to the Seattle Seahawks, number 20. Anthony Richardson finally comes off the board for me. I'm just fading all the good things. I think that they just, they really just got in this kid's head and made him think that he's a first round pick. And on draft day, he's like, it's always somebody. It's always somebody that we're watching on draft day fall down the board. And I'm just like, Richardson is my guy to fall down the board. I think that they talked him up. They're talking about all his measurables, all this other stuff all this combine stuff, and then when it comes to actually pull the trigger, everybody's going to get scared. Everybody's going to get scared. Everybody's going to go a different direction, and this is going to be the guy that's sinking in his chair wondering, wow, I thought I was supposed to go way higher than this. They really messing up my money. So 
I can, understand, I can understand your argument, but I'm curious why Seattle when they just gave Geno Smith an extension. I think it's because the fact of everybody still deems Richardson as a, a quote unquote project. You know, that's what they label mm-hmm. to uh, dual threat quarterbacks like him Richardson. You know, so Lamar you can Jackson was a couple a pro- years. With so, Gino. yeah, if you if you get him with the early like if you get him in a top five pick, you don't have time to stall. You have to put him in there. But if you get him towards the end of the first round, like, okay, if you're not playing him right now, if Gino's still playing well, you can say, hey, Gino's still playing well with us. Gino is still our guy. And then when Gino has his stretch at the end of the season where he's just playing bad again, you, you can throw Richard in there. But ultimately, I think that it's like a, you know, kind of a sit in play behind Gino. They didn't pay. They didn't give Gino a bag. Like yeah. Gino got money, but he ain't get it. It was three years, a hundred million, I believe. I'm saying it was three years, so that's kind of why I was. Yeah, so I'm like Richardson, and you can get out of that contract. So I was like, I don't think that quarterback is off the board for Seattle at all. So Richardson to Seattle, what did you do there? Because I know I went off the reservation with that one. So for Seattle, I ended up going offensive line because their offensive line is particularly horrible, and they did just pay Geno Smith, so I figured they'd want to try to keep him healthy. I got Anton Harrison out of Oklahoma. At the end uh-huh. of the day, we we know their offensive line's been an issue for a decade and a half. And I do think that addressing that concern is going to be definitely in their best interest because we saw it against San Francisco in particular in either the playoffs or the two regular season meetings. They got manhandled up front. They couldn't block anybody. Gino uh-huh. was running for his life and it didn't work out well for them there. And even that's a big reason why this team fell apart down the stretch. Now they ended up holding on at the end to make the playoffs because the Jets didn't score a touchdown for a month and they beat the Jets at home, but they couldn't block. I, I feel like we acknowledge the Geno contract, but I'm kind of going to assume they build around him in a way where they try to keep him upright. They try to avoid getting him killed. I see them taking an offensive lineman here. All right. I I like that. I like that. Can't get mad at it. Next team on the board, we have 21 the Los Angeles Chargers. Can they draft a new coach? Ah, oh, man. I just don't know how he made it another season. When I say first coach fired is going, like, I'm putting it on Brandon Staley. And I'm probably still going to get a good number. But, Can man, Kellen I don't know Moore how he's get still promoted there. when he's been with the team for, like, a month? So when they when they made him the offensive coordinator, I think the first thing I tweeted out when I saw it is, oh, wow, he just, you know, fast-tracked his way to head coach. Because they're probably going to make him he's the interim. assistant to the regional manager. He's, yeah. he's going to get the promotion at some point. He's definitely getting the promotion. And so here, I feel like they feel pretty all right where they're at offensively. And I, I think that needs some look, honestly. But they feel pretty good where they're at offensively. But that defense is something they've been putting work into a while. And I this think they get a guy. always stacked on paper, but everybody gets hurt every yeah. year. Exactly. And so not only do they get somebody that they can put into the starting lineup on that defensive line, but he can also be a deaf piece to uh, Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. That's where I went with this pick. Just And if you look at him, he's a really, really good edge, really, really good edge mm-hmm. rusher uh, coming out of Iowa. If you know Iowa defenses, you know how Iowa gets down. And I think that he would be the first uh, edge rusher from Iowa picked in the first round in like a really, really long time. And so that's what everybody's projecting them to be. So that's where I went with 21. So we have the same position. I just have a different guy. Okay. I went with Miles Murphy from Clemson. I just think he's a bit more athletic than Van Ness. And I do think that the Chargers really pride themselves on having an athletic defense. 
Mm -hmm. I think Murphy's probably a better fit based on their draft history. So I went with Murphy there. We got the same position, though. We know that the Chargers, after they gave up 20-plus points in the second half against the Jaguars in the playoff game to, to choke that lead, they can't stop the run every year. I think they'll have to go defensive line here. Plus, Bosa's hurt all the time, and he's also kind of a head case. I'm kind of curious if the Chargers maybe move on from him in the future. But mm-hmm. I think Murphy's got upside. He went to Clemson, so you know that Dabo probably gave him some rave reviews. And if you want to just draft based on the program history, Clemson guys tend to do well in the draft. I'm going to go with Murphy here for, for yeah. the Chargers. I can't get against you, go against you on that Clemson guys thing. That's why I have Murphy going in the other episode because I thought Clemson guys just going to go earlier. And so, where did you have Murphy going again? 13 to the Jets. Okay. All right. So before we keep going with this mock draft, I got to talk to you about the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gaming Podcast Network, and that is WinBet, now active in Massachusetts, so my Boston people can finally bet on their Celtics online, that is. Be able to look out for the WinBet win hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 Eastern time. Sign up today. You can receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100. Limit to state availability. And don't forget the DGEN parlay of the week, where if you hit the parlay with the longest odds this week, you can get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to WinBet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject change terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be torn or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by SGPN. Because the SGP Final Four watch parties happening at Ice House, sportsgivenpodcast.com slash Ice House for more details. It's going to be Saturday, April 1st at 7.30 p.m. Wait, that's also, wow, the Final Four and WrestleMania are at the same time? Who did that? That's terrible. All right. I didn't even recognize Are you that. a big WrestleMania guy? I am. I am. Not big, big, but like I've gotten – I fell off at one point, but I've gotten back into it. I really, really like Roman Reigns and this bloodline thing they have going on. So I really, really hope they don't lose at WrestleMania, but I feel like they will. I thought you were going to say they got you got back into it when Triple H got creative control. No, so – no, I mean, well, that hassle had something to do with it. It did, but – I really like the 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 storyline they have going on with Roman Reigns. It's really, really good. All right. Enough of that. Final four, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash icehouse for watch party details. We also have the Masters watch party. Man, Sean and Ryan just get to do all this cool stuff. Like I'm gonna on, ask guys. though, are you a golf guy? I'm a masters guy. <laughs> okay, that counts. <laughs> I'm assuming I, Tiger will be competing. I do watch the Masters. I don't so. I don't watch I don't watch an event at all over the course of the year, but I will watch the Masters. <laughs> uh but so I well it, it, let's see how let's see how this parlay go tonight. If this parlay go how I want it to go tonight, I might be in there with them because a stadium swim, great environment, by the way, if you haven't been. Stadium swim, amazing. You can watch the biggest watch golf tournament of the world in the world. And get a three-night stay with Circa Las Vegas with the guys, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party to enter that contest. And if you don't win, guess what? Use promo code SGP15, and you can get a discount on a room anyway. So you can come out there and just pay a cheaper price than what anybody else would pay by using promo code SGP15. All right, Scott, let's keep going with our mock draft. Number 22, the Baltimore Ravens. And 
I have them getting some help. Now, I will combat this because I'm about to say a wide receiver. Smith and Jigma has not been off the board for me yet, but I do have somebody trading up to go get them. Uh, so I'm just waiting to say their name in a few picks, but I do have somebody trade up. So Smith and Jigma honestly probably will be off the board already because somebody traded up to go get them. I did think he would fall a little bit with the injury concerns and the fact that he quote unquote quit on his team or whatever. So I'm curious now, are you going with like a Jalen Hyatt, uh, Jalen Hyatt pick? You going for like a Zay Flowers? With Zay Flowers from Boston College, he's going to the Baltimore Ravens here. It just feels like they, they need, it feels like he, he gives that kind of Hollywood Brown type of Hollywood Brown as he gives them some juice play style. He's a gadget guy. He can do a whole bunch of things and it's all, it's a big package in one. So they keep saying, Oh, we need to get some more weapons on here. Well, you're getting one weapon that can do a variety of different things, smaller guy, but I think he fits in that offense. And uh, I still am hard pressed to believe that this Lamar Jackson thing doesn't work out overall. So I think they just go ahead and get a wide receiver here. Zay flowers to the Baltimore Ravens. The Lamar thing might have to work out because there might be some collusion going on. So he he might have he might have to stay in Baltimore. It's definitely but, some collusion going yeah. on. There's no way. There's no way the Falcons said in less than five minutes that they're out. I don't care what nobody says. There's no way that you don't even say, "Hey, hold up, let's just sit down with him and see what he wants." Like so for Baltimore, I have the guy that you actually just had getting drafted by the Chargers. I get them going defensive line. I got uh-huh. Van Ness. You can make an argument Baltimore can go anywhere. For wide receiver, I wouldn't mind having that pick, too, at Flowers or Hyatt. I, I could see Hyatt, actually. In hindsight, why do I not have Hyatt on my mock draft in the first round? Uh, I don't know. have Hyatt. In the, I think Hyatt's going to be one of those guys that falls, but he's going to actually be. Matter of fact, because he's exactly somebody... what Baltimore needs, though. He's a speedster. He won the bullet in the Cove Award. Like, I can really see Baltimore taking him here, now that I think about it. I, I really think that the... I mean, we're, I'm getting off topic, but I think the Browns jumped the gun. So if anybody hasn't caught on to the news, Elijah Moore got traded to the Browns for a second round pick, and they got a third round pick out of it, I think, and Elijah Moore, which is a pretty solid deal, honestly. But there, somebody said that I don't think there's anybody that they could have gotten a second round that would be to the talent level of Elijah Moore. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I really like this wide receiver class this year. Like, I really, really like all of these guys. And Hyatt is one of those day two guys that I think he can be somebody big for a team. What's the argument against him that he's just too skinny? That's what I think it is. But I just honestly, I think it's it's less of an argument against him and more of this class is really, really good of wide receivers. Hopefully they don't flop like that Corey Coleman, Laquan Treadwell class of wide receivers. I forgot about Corey Coleman. You know, he's on the uh, Philadelphia Stars now. For US I did not know that. I just I just saw a video of him. That's why I, I dropped a Corey Coleman reference today because I saw a video of him earlier with the Philadelphia Stars. And I was like, oh, the, is it bad? The only thing I remember Corey Coleman for was him getting chewed out on Hard Knocks. That's the no, only thing I remember from. His I don't even remember. I don't remember that. The only thing I remember is the fact that he didn't live up to anything that they said he was supposed to be and they said how good that how good that wide receiver class was supposed to be and nobody panned out yeah i really hope that does happen this won't that won't happen to this class no way all right where we at next pick for the minnesota vikings this was a weird pick 
I, didn't, I thought they were blindly going to go defense, but then Thielen got cut. So now they they really could go wide receiver here. They could. I'm not going to change it because I don't feel like doing the legwork. And I mean, we could see like a Hyatt go here, honestly. Yeah. But nah, they go defense. I went Deontay Banks from Maryland, cornerback. They just lost Patrick Peterson to where did he sign with? Where did Patrick Peterson sign with? I can't remember. I gotta remember where the hell he went. I just I know I just saw him sign somewhere. Peterson went to the Bills? Steelers. Went oh, to the Steelers. 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 Yeah. Okay. All right. Which actually yeah. just sounds like a perfect fit. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, it's an opening there. And Deontay Banks is a guy that was pretty solid at Maryland. I like him. And so one of I think that's my no, there's actually one more corner. On a on the board that I just I just didn't think that they would go that route because he doesn't profile to me as a uh, Vikings kind of guy. I had him going somewhere else with a little more swagger, but yeah, Deontay Banks, Maryland. So initially, I had Brian Brees or Breezy uh, going here from Clemson, but the more that I think about it, the more I kind of agree with your Banks pick. Losing Peterson's a big deal, and this defense was so bad last year that they really can't Horrible. afford to get any worse. They need. I think secondary. I'm going to switch my pick on the fly. I think I'm going to go with Banks with you as well. They need secondary. They like, really I, do. That's what I'm I saying. Would, I, yeah. So we we've been talking about you know betting the betting aspect of the mock of the mock draft while we've been giving these picks. I feel pretty confident if I can get a pick on a defensive back for if I can get a price on a de- uh, Minnesota take a defensive back with 23 that we can cash. Regardless of who it is, I feel like as they have to go defensive back early. Yeah, I'm going to have to audible a couple of these picks because of some moves were being made around the league. And the more that I think about it, they kind of have to go secondary here. So, yeah, I'm going to uh-huh. go with Deontay Banks as well. All right. Next pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you just said the guy that I had going to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Antoine Harrison, tackle out of Oklahoma. They need, a, they need offensive line help. I think there's some questions on the long-term commitment to some of the uh, pieces of that offensive line and also the health of pieces on that offensive line. And it looks like Trevor Lawrence can be the guy. Like, Doug Peterson did a pretty good job. I'm not going to lie. He did a pretty good job with Trevor Lawrence last year. So Trevor Lawrence makes another step up. They're getting Calvin Ridley back. Well, I don't know if we can technically say back. I, But they're getting Calvin Ridley. You know, he, so gambled, we'll he gambled on himself to have a bad yeah. year. So. Yeah, good. Yeah, great. He gambled on himself, really did. And so I just, I'm so mad he got caught. I would have never got caught. I never would have got caught. But yeah, so you got a lot of good pieces along that offense. I think the defense definitely needs work, but I just, I don't know. I think Doug P is really going to push to make sure that they keep Trevor Lawrence safe and upright. And making and start establishing that offensive line so they can start doing more things with Travis Etienne and that offense. So I, I just felt like offensive line was the way to go here for them. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna go with uh Breezy since I just moved the Minnesota pick. I think they gotta go defensive line. Uh the secondary is not great either. The offense I think is fine for the most part. And with Ridley being there now, the wide receivers are set. They have the running backs of the future that they like. The offensive line is okay, could be better, but I think that's good enough for now. The mm-hmm. defense kind of sucks. Like, let's just be honest here. They forced a bunch of turnovers last year, but they really weren't a good unit. I'm I'm going to go with Breezy here. I think it's definitely going to help them in the trenches. So I'll go with him. All right. Next pick, we're mosing along. 
my New York football giants. Now, I will caveat this with, I do think the giants have the capital to trade up and that they can, if they want to. And I don't want them to trade up for if everything worked out the way that you wanted it to. They go is there one player that you'd want them to trade up for? And there is, and I have them trading up there for them. Call it a homer pick. I don't care. I think they're going to find a way to make this guy a New York giant. Jackson Smith and Jigba. I think they're going to do it somehow, some way. So while I have him sliding here in the mock, I think the Giants all in all actuality somehow traded up with something to go get him. And he's going to profile as that wide, like that option, that option for Daniel Jones in this ops in this offense. We're not about to worry about paying another wide receiver, come in here and be unhealthy or do all this other stuff. We already got to worry about, Darren Waller and trying to keep him up right. We don't want to have to worry about that either. We're going to just use the draft capital on a guy that may have some injury concerns, excuse me, may have some injury concerns, but is a talented wide receiver. And so, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigma, he's going to be a New York Giant. Watch. So this is another example of a pick that I had where I have to change my pick because of all the moves that happened over the past week. I had them taking Dalton Kincaid. But then they traded for Darren Waller, so they don't need a tight end anymore. So now I got to nope. figure out what they actually want to do. Uh, but I do like Kincaid as a lot as a prospect. I think I'm going to go with. I'll ask you this as a Giants fan: What do you think of their offensive line? I think that they they I think uh, it's they good will, enough. As yeah, I think it's good enough, and it's really coaching, and they're going to coach it up a lot more, and so. Uh, I can see them drafting offensive line. I just don't think they go first round offensive line at this pick. But it depends on who's on the board because, I mean, we have the tackles locked up. It would be interior offensive line or somebody to play center because we just lost uh, two of our centers this offseason. And so now we're having somebody who can play center. But so if they do go offensive line, it's got to be some it's got to be a center. It would That's have why to I'm be kind of pivoting. Uh, I'm going to go to an offensive lineman. I don't really see any centers with the first round projection at this stage. And that's why so I think go with, there's going to be somebody like later. for. But you mentioned line. interior offensive line. So I'm actually going to go with Osiris Torrance from Florida. Okay. I just think at the end of the day, the Giants need to keep Daniel Jones healthy because they just gave him a bunch of money. They gave him a security blanket in Waller. The wide receivers are fine. I just think that the defense was really injured. But when it was healthy, it was solid. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to try to improve the offensive line. And once again, they traded for Waller. So that changed my entire mock draft. Give me Osiris Torrance out of Florida. I think it'll help improve the depth, worst case scenario, of the offensive line. I wouldn't be mad at that. I would not. Normally, like, there's some picks that the Giants have made, and I was about to throw everything at the wall. But I wouldn't be mad at that at all. Like, when Daniel Jones got drafted, I was heated. I was heated. I was. Was it because you wanted Dwayne Haskins or because you didn't want either guy? uh, I just didn't. I I wasn't a fan of the quarterback class by by the time. I, I wasn't. I, I was like, all right, we're just, you know, just figure it out and we'll we'll mess around or be trash for a year and then go get a real, real guy. But mm. DJ is a real guy. And so now I think that's good. debatable, yeah. but he's good enough to be your starting quarterback for now. It's going to be a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback after this season. I'll tell you that. Is he going to back up on Kansas City? No, he's not. He's going to okay. actually win. Just saying, you said Kansas Super City's Bowl, not. so I'm asking, is he a, a, a future backup of Patrick Mahomes, like five, no. ten years down the road? Luckily, because he's only $19 million this year, we're going to go win Super Bowl. Okay. All right. 
at right after us, the Dallas Cowboys. So I got to keep track of all the switched picks that I have, but I know where I'm going with this one. I, I, you already said your pick. I'm, I'm, well, this guy for my pick. So Breezy got him going to the Cowboys, fortify uh, that defensive line that they love and share so much. Kind of now, you know, things have changed with Zeke being released, and I could see them going another route here, but I'm not going to change things up yet. I could see them going another route, but I actually think that, nah, nah, I'm going to stick with it. Give me Breezy. Defensive line, they fortify that defensive line, that defense. I see two realistic options for Dallas, and neither involve defense. The secondary wasn't great, but they traded for Gilmore. So I think that their cor- I think their cornerback group is good enough for now that they don't have to trade. They don't have to get one in the first round. No. The linebackers are fine. They brought Vanderesh back. Defensive line was good last year, as long as Parsons and Lauren stay healthy. So I'm stuck with two options. Either one, they address Dalton Schultz leaving, and they draft Kincaid out of Utah to help with their tight end depth. That's an option. The other one's the fun option. And I'm going to do it because the Cowboys always aren't afraid to make reaches. And I'm not sure he's even going to be on the board because of how talented he is. But you mentioned how Zeke got cut. Bijan. Pollard is off a serious injury. It's Bijan. It's going to be Bijan Robinson. I It makes all the sense in the world if he's still available. I think that even though there's a general stigma now about drafting wide receivers in the first uh, – uh, drafting running backs in the first round – Bijan's special. I think Bijan is an exception where he could pretty much line up anywhere and he'd be absolutely incredible. Kind of like a McCaffrey in a way. You can throw him out even in some wide receiver patterns and he'll be able to cook. He is so damn good. But I think it makes sense for Dallas to take him. It gives him a playmaker. They can replace Elliott. And also, if Pollard isn't healing properly, it gives him a little bit of flexibility there with the running back group. Uh I think it's either him or Kincaid. I'm going with Bijan. The local angle helps. The star power helps. You know, Jerry Jones always likes to add star power to his teams. I'm going to go with Bijan. Yeah, yeah no, me, I'm with you. Bijan there. For the record, I'm I was really, I was really close to. I was I'm going really out of my way to draft him in fantasy this year. No matter what team you? he goes to, Bijan is a cannot is a cannot miss prospect. He is so damn good at football. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going to be in position to get him. Well, I don't think I will. I don't know where well, he's going to go, but in fantasy league, he's going to destroy the league. He's that good. I had him going the very next pick okay. to the Buffalo Bills here at 27. And now we both agree Buffalo's probably going to trade up at some point, yeah. right? And that's what I was thinking. Like Buffalo probably like if the cap they they're right in front of the Cowboys. So if we start getting to 2021 20, and he's still on the board like they're gonna go up and make sure that the cowboys don't snipe him because they know the cowboys are gonna snipe him from them like so let's say Bijan and running backs do fall like running backs yeah. don't aren't you know we're past the days of when the running backs were being drafted second overall like saquon fourth overall like zeke like we're past those days running the running back position has been undervalued for years now and so i'm i'm fair i feel confident that Bijan sliding but Definitely feel like the Bills are going to go up and jump the Cowboys to make sure. And I feel like if the Giants have the opportunity, we're going to let them. Like, let's say, let's say our guy is still on the board. 
or let's say Smith and Jigma is already gone. And because, ooh, do you remember the draft? It was the, what was the Smith? What was the draft that Deontay Smith? uh, In Devontae? Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith, yeah. Devontae Smith, that draft. We had scouted Devontae Smith. I had insider information, and that's how I cashed the bet. Well, I'm not going to say insider information, but I knew that the Giants were drafting him. And I think the Giants were at 11. His prop was 11 and a half. And I took the under because I was like, Giants are drafting him. He's not getting past the Giants. The Giants, if he gets to the Giants, the Giants are drafting him. It was, what was it? Pick number nine or no, pick number 10. And the Eagles trade with the Cowboys. The Cowboys trade inside the division so we don't get them. And then the Eagles go draft them. We get uh we trade back, end up with Tony, and you know how that went. And then Michael Parsons is a cowboy and all that. Oh my god, like how do you trade inside the division? And that's how that's how they got uh Smith. That's how the Eagles got Smith because they trade inside the division and stole him from us. So if we have the opportunity to trade back so that somebody else can take Robinson, we're a hundred percent gonna do it. Cowboys aren't getting them. We're going to screw them over. That just made me mad all over again. How do you trade inside the division? That is ridiculous. How do you trade on draft day, trade inside the division, and let them get a wide receiver? Oh, fuck Cowboys. All right. Number 28. Wait, so who do you have Buffalo taking? Robinson. Okay. So you have Robinson. For me, I'm going to go with... Do I think they go wide receiver? Do I think they go tight end? I mean, I like Knox, but he's always hurt. I'm going to go with Kincaid there. I think if you're right and Buffalo does trade up, once again, I think Buffalo is going to trade up, so I don't think they're going to have this pick. But Knox is a very good tight end, but we know he usually misses, what, like a month every year? Durability is kind of a concern. I mean, even when he's he's out there, like, it's very inconsistent play. Yeah. Like he's but really I, just, I think he's really just the red zone option, to be honest. Like, I don't think he's much. More I'm a big Kincaid guy. I think Kincaid's a very, very good player. I watched him a lot at Utah. I'm going to go with him. He just seems like he's got exactly what Buffalo needs. He's uh-huh. a good pass catcher. He's also a pretty good blocker. He's versatile. And I feel like with Anox's injury history, you might want to look for a depth piece there. Once again, probably not going to be Buffalo's pick here. But if I had to guess based assuming Buffalo based on if Buffalo keeps the pick, I'll go with Kincaid. All right. Number 28. I really want to hear what you're doing here because I kind of want to change my pick because I have, so I have offensive tackle Dewan Jones from Ohio state, Ohio state four players in my first round mock draft, by the way. And I, I was thinking, you know, they need to fortify the offensive line, protect Burrow, but then, you know, Orlando Brown. Now Orlando they paid Orlando Brown all that money and he's coming over. So now I'm like, oh, I don't I don't really like that pick anymore. So what are you doing at twenty eight? So I went secondary because they're still relying heavily on Eli Apple. <laughs> and you know, yeah. we've we've kind of roasted their secondary for a while. The defense was fine against Kansas City, but you're looking around the league and a lot of teams have a lot of wide receiver talent. And I think that improving the secondary could be the move for teams that are already set on offense. So I have Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State. I watched hmm. him a bit last year, physical, thought he was a solid player. Small guy, though. Bit small, 
But I, I do think, though, he has a certain tenacity to him that Cincinnati kind of looks for. I'm going to go with Forbes. I thought about maybe Cam Smith. I think it's going to be one of the two so, guys. But I got that's secondary. Where, so that's where I think I'm about to switch it. Because I actually have Cam Smith going the next pick. But I think I'm going to switch it. No, I'm not going to switch because it's too much. Because now I got to find another pick for there. So I'm going to just stick with, stick with what I got. But I agree with you. And I may just go ahead and back you with Forbes. But I think they... They really do need to go defense, and that's a more priority after locking up. Um, uh, Higgins? What are you talking about? No, no, the uh, uh, Stanley. Oh, Stanley, sorry. Yeah, locking up Stanley at tackle. So, all right. So, I'm keeping Uh, Yeah, whatever. I'll keep it. 29, I have Cam Smith. Drop your nuts. Drop your nuts. Cam Smith from South Carolina. You know, that's a that's – a, yeah, I got I got to shout out the South Carolina boys, you know, every now and then. But yeah, I think he's. A, I think that him in New Orleans is a match made in heaven. I it, it, that gives that gives Horn, uh, type of you know Jason Horn's dad Joe Horn. That gives Joe Horn type of vibes down there in, uh, New Orleans. I think that he's gonna feel he's gonna feel the energy of playing in the Superdome. He's going to feed off that. He's one of those guys that once his swagger is up, like once he's really feeling himself, that's where you get his best play. I think that he he's very comparable to how uh, J.C. Horn is playing now in the league, and I think that he can step in and be that guy for New Orleans, where New Orleans desperately needs help in that secondary. So, yeah, I'm with Cam Smith, South Carolina, going to the New Orleans Saints. By the way, I, I forgot to mention before, they have relied on Eli Apple in the past. He is a free agent. I'm not sure if the Bengals are going to sign him on the cheap or what the story is. Maybe they'll move on, but that's another reason why I think they go secondary because Apple is technically not on the active roster. Yeah, I like that. I like. So I just wanted to specify so. there whether he was on the roster or not. I wanted the point is I think they need other options, and Apple might come crawling back on a cheap deal. We'll see what happens, mm-hmm. but I think they'll go secondary there. For New Orleans, I'm a little bit torn here because. They got their quarterback in Derek Carr. The defense is fine for the most part. I mean, you can improve in some areas, but they have a defensive-minded coach who I think is a horrible head coach. I think Dennis Allen's a terrible head coach. I'm going to go offense here. I'm going to go Zay Flowers. Okay. They got their quarterback. I think they could use another weapon. We know Olave is going to be a future guy. I still don't know how much stock he can put into the durability of some other guys as receivers on the roster. Holy crap. They still have Michael Thomas on the roster. That's what I, I was going to say. That. I don't I forgot know about if that. you can have faith in him or not to stay healthy, but he gets hurt every year. He restructured his deal, but he's still got a couple of years left on the contract. So they should, sorry, he's on a, they he's should on a take, one year deal that can go up to 15 million, but it's currently 10 million. They should take Michael Thomas and those first round picks that they got from the Sean Payton deal. Or first round pick. I don't remember if it was one or two. Can't remember. But whatever they got from the Sean Payton deal, they should just take all of that and Michael Thomas and give it to the Raiders and say, "Can we get Devontae Adams? Because <laughs> he obviously doesn't want to play for you guys no more." <laughs> I went with Zay Flower. I went with Zay Flowers here, but you have Michael Thomas. I don't know how much stock you can put in on him because he gets hurt oh. every year. So give me Flowers. New Orleans can go in a variety of directions. Yeah, I think I think I like it. I like it. I think that's a good one. All right. Who's next? Ugh. Philadelphia Eagles again. 
30. What are you doing here for 30 for the Eagles? For me, it was a little bit tricky because I originally was expecting Philly to let Slay or Bradbury or both walk, and I figured they would end up drafting another corner. Do I think they still go corner? I'm kind of torn on this one because Philly just made the Super Bowl. They went up against Mahomes. The defense, though, got torched. So I think they'll probably go secondary anyway. I felt better about this pick, though, before they re-signed Slay and Bradbury. Mm-hmm. But I got Cam Smith here. Physical, good corner. I think that he's going to give him some depth in case somebody gets injured. Once again, I feel a lo- I felt a lot better about this pick when there was some uncertainty about Bradbury and Slay's, and Slay's future with this team. But I'm going to stick with what I have. I'm just going to go with Cam Smith. Yeah. All right. I went with a Smith. Not that one, but how do you say it? Mozzie Smith from Michigan? Yeah, I think Def- so. Interior defensive line. Just get some some help on that interior defensive line. I had them taking a corner the first time. Now they get the interior defensive line help that they want, and they uh, fortify that defense. But I, I, I clearly think – I really do think both of these picks are defense for the Philadelphia Eagles. I thought about adding McDonald in there. Uh, they did lose Hargrave, so they could maybe make a play for a defensive lineman there. He went to San Francisco, right? Yeah. So that's an option that they could fill. So I did think about that too, but I think they'll probably go for corner depth. But you can make an argument either way. All right. Let's see here. Last pick of the first round goes to the – because it's only 31 picks because the Miami Dolphins, of course. And so last pick of the fourth round goes to the Kansas City Chiefs. I went Josh Downs. Okay. Wide receiver. Get them some help on outside. They just lost well, they let McCole Hartman walk. And so now they get another speedy guy that can really, really get downfield. Hyatt was a look here, but I ultimately settled on downs. You also didn't mention that Juju is now on the Patriots. Oh well. That's another right. wide receiver that they need to replace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. That was my I point. Agree. I mean, you could you could scoff at Juju, but he had roughly a thousand yards. Yeah. Yeah. So um Wide receiver makes sense here. I'm trying to remember if I officially gave Hyatt out or not. Because I like half mentioned it for Baltimore, but I wasn't sure if that actually do it or not. You know what? I'll say that Baltimore is going to take Lucas Van Ness. Uh-huh. So give me Hyatt at 31. Okay. It really just seems like another spot where Kansas City somehow gets a really fast and talented wide receiver that dominated college. And everyone looks up at the draft board and goes, how the hell did we let Patrick Mahomes get this guy? Yep. I think it's going to be Hyatt. I think he's going to fall into their laps. They need wide receiver depth. They just let Hardman walk. Just as a Jets fan, I'm not really thrilled by the signing because he gets hurt every year. But Uh they could use some other options. They still have Sky Moore, who I kind of like as a young wide receiver, but they could use more depth. Give me Hyatt there at 31. All right. Let's see here. Before we we're gonna talk about some betting, some betting aspects of this and I'm trying to see if I can recap. find anything right now. I, it's kind of yeah. limited. Yeah, it is. It really is. I think this was just a bad time. But if not, we can just, you know, talk about just a l- quick little recap before we end the show. But before we do that, let me talk to you about underdog fantasy. Because if your bracket is busted, like everybody in the world's bracket is busted, there is nobody with the perfect bracket. And if you say you have a perfect bracket, I will show you a liar. So, 
you can get down there and do your college basketball pick them for the rest of the de- rest of the way, even after your bracket is busted. Underdog has your favorite college basketball player props as well. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up, Scott. So. I think that one of the things that as we were talking and I'm curious on where they set the line at when it does happen is how many defensive backs go in this draft? Cause I think there's a lot of talented defensive backs that can go in the first round. Like when we talk about, I'm just trying uh, to count quickly how many I have Christian Gonzalez, Devin Witherspoon, Brian branch, Joey Porter jr. Cam Smith, Deontay Bank, like it's a lot of guys that I think we can go. I have, I have seven. You have seven. I have including one, safety. I have seven. Three. I have six corners, five. one safety. So I have six because okay. I didn't have Forbes, but I could see Forbes going. So, I mean, where, wherever we where they set that line at, I don't think it's as high as six or seven. I think that we can get an over on defensive backstrap in the first round and cash that. Yeah, I see a couple of props that I'm tempted by here. Uh, first one I'm going to go with, which I feel really good at because it's at plus money. First tight end taken, Myers at plus 125. It's either him or Kincaid, but mm-hmm. I think Myers is going to get taken first. First of all, he went to a bigger school, went to Notre Dame. They have more he has, pro pedigree. He has the pre- pedigree. Like everybody's talking about him. Everyone's talking about him. He, I believe, won the tight end award, which. I don't think he deserves, but I think they gave it to him, right? Didn't he win that award? Whatever it's called, the the random tight end that played 100 years ago award. Yeah, he won that one. I, I think that he won that one. I'm trying to think, is that the – it's the Mackey Award. That's it. Yeah, uh, he won the Mackey Award. Uh, now, so... when did Mackey play? Is he that random tight end that played 100 years? They'd be naming these stuff at the random. Actually, never mind. He, didn't, he did not win the award, but he was a finalist for the award, and people think he got hosed. So the point is he's viewed as being one of the best tight ends in mm-hmm. the entire country. And he has a reputation around him. Kincaid, I really like as a player, but I don't think enough people actually watch Utah because they play a lot of late night games in the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Meyer to be the first tight end taken is plus 125. I'm taking that. I think somebody's going to take him first. So I'll give out a dog pick. And this wouldn't go with your draft, but it goes with my draft. And... I had Jordan Addison going before Jackson Smith and Jigma. Okay, and so you're going with the matchup. Possible. Yeah, I'm going with the matchup head to head. Smith and Jigma's minus is minus five hundred. Addison's three to one, and man, I tell you, if if it Jigma slides, I think Addison is the perfect wide receiver that would like that would go before him, where they just say, "Hey, we get less risk. We're still getting a really really good wide receiver," and. We feel comfortable. We like we just not comfortable with the injury history of Smith and Jigma. So yeah, I, I think Addison at three to one. I, I can sprinkle a little bit on that and feel comfortable. Yeah, I think there's some merit on that. But I think the main plus money prop I'm looking at right now would be Meyer first tight end. That should be a mm. lot lower than plus one twenty five. Let's talk about one more thing before we go, and that is a head to head prop: Anthony Richardson versus Will Levis. Richardson's minus three hundred. Will Levis is two to one. We both have Levis. Uh, yeah, I think that this is one we have to – I think we hammered at 2-1. to one. 
I think it's a great price. Now, do I think what Levis is better than Richardson? I no. don't know. I think both no. quarterbacks. I don't are bad. think he's better at all. <laughs> I think he's I think worse he's than Richardson, but I think both quarterbacks are severely flawed. The problem yeah. you run into with Richardson as well, it's not even his fault, but you look at every year and how the combine is spaced out in proximity to the draft. The combine's like a month or two before the draft. So all of the steam that the guy had leading up to the combine and right after the combine, doesn't that kind of fizzle because you have a month and a half after it? Mm-hmm. The scheduling is very weird with the combine and proximity to the NFL draft. Yeah. So Richardson is the main option now as being the dark horse candidate to be the number one pick. Get a great combine. Look at the vertical jump for a quarterback, which doesn't really matter. But still, I think Levis is just a prototypical Colts draft pick. Yeah. And, and Richardson might fall. So that's, we got to hammer that two to one. I think because I think Richardson falls. And I think worst case scenario, that's a coin flip. Worst yeah. case, it's minus 110 apiece. Yeah. So you're getting right. value automatically taking Levis. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here, Scott? No, not really. Uh, it was fun. Looking forward to future NFL draft coverage. Uh-huh. Until then, we got NBA stuff that we're covering all the time. Even weekend shows now. I know you're you're also involved in the college show. And there's, of course, March Madness going on, if you didn't know. Uh, but a no, lot of sports really. going on. A lot of fun. And uh, is your bracket still alive? Actually, no. But I, I am in a bracket challenge where I think that Nobody else in the bracket. Nobody else in the bracket challenge has UCLA going all the way and winning. So I think if I if I get that right, then I'll have enough points to go up and win the challenge. I have UCLA winning my bracket as well, uh, but I had them against Duke in the final, and Duke lost already. <laughs> I tried to go somewhat bold, take a five seed, but whatever. It's probably going to be Bama if I'm being honest. But either way, the dra- the um yeah March Madness is crazy, but it's a fun time. But it's that weird little gap between the uh, first two rounds in the Sweet 16 where they space it out and you got to figure out what else you want to do. So uh-huh. stop by the NBA show. All right. You heard him. Stop by the NBA show. All right. If you're not already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPNNFL. Make sure you are like, comment, subscribe, all of that stuff on YouTube. Appreciate everything that helps the algorithm that you guys do. Other than that, really don't have anything else. Nothing else to do. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to end it like this. We are out of here.